Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 72, where we're going to talk about getting your new players up to speed. When you add new players to your team, things that you need to be doing, things that will help you get the new kids folded into the team as quickly and as effectively as possible. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First off, let's talk about Cleat It Up FP. Cleat It Up is the app for your phone that's going to solve all your communication challenges. Check out cleatedup.com and they will answer all your questions. Also, let's talk about Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. And again, let's talk about patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. If you're in a position where you can become a patron, help support Everything Fast Pitch, Coach Don and I would really appreciate it. Uh, we're tr- doing everything we can to keep Everything Fast Pitch and Coach Prep on the free side. We don't want to become a subscription service. We've got a good group of patrons that are supporting us now. If you're in a position that can, uh, that where you can add to that and become a patron, we would really appreciate it. We've added a couple of benefits for our patrons. Uh, patrons are getting free access to a coaching clinic we're going to be doing on Sunday, February 14th at 7 p.m. And they also get a substantial discount on our Square Cuts training disc, where you can learn all about the Square Cuts training disc on our fastpitchprep.com website. There's a link right there where you can go to order. So check out patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. And please check out our Square Cuts training discs on the fastpitchprep.com website. So, Don, getting your new players up to speed. Every team goes through this, whether it's a school ball team where you have freshmen coming in or a travel ball team where you have the new kids that just tried out. But every team has new kids. No, it happens every year. And uh, it doesn't matter whether it's uh, just one player or if it's a group of three or four or more that, uh, you know, having everybody very cohesive with, uh, you know, the expectations and, just the format of how we run the run the group, run run the team, run the game day, all that stuff is uh, you know something that we can do ahead of time, or at least create lists so that we can uh, you know be working at getting them up to speed as quickly as possible. Right. Well, I think one of the challenges is with every team, new players coming in can, can be be perceived in several different ways. At the school ball level, at the college level, when a new freshman comes in. There's always some excitement that we're adding new players and new, you know, new, new people are joining the family, but there all, always is a little bit of apprehension because that means that there's a senior or junior or sophomore that now has a new player coming in that's competing with them uh, for playing time and for a spot in the starting lineup. And so I think as coaches, we have to be aware of the fact it's a double-edged sword. Part, sides, of it, yeah, yeah. part of it cuts the way we want to, and it allows us to add more talent and more skilled players and more kids that are going to help our team be more successful. But it also adds the potential for fallout and backlash of when players are competing and players are, are fighting for the same thing. A couple of things that we did that worked very, very well and, and I was always pleased with, but we always had a system 
in place where we kind of had like a big sister slash helper mentor. slash mentor kind of yep. thing going on where we would ask uh, veteran players, older players, to uh, take the responsibility of helping those new players fit in, whether it was how we do things around here kinds of questions, whether it was teaching them how some of the drills might work, teaching them how to act in public when we're out at restaurants and things like that, kind of setting the tone. And so I think there's a lot of value to that idea. Well, I like that, Tori, because uh, that's also giving a little bit of responsibility to the current players to make sure everything flows well. Well, I think it, it served a lot of purposes. Number one is it was a way to kind of help those veteran players get to know the younger players, the, the incoming players a little bit better. In most situations, that new group of kids doesn't fit right into the social groupings. They don't know for sure who they're going to be friends with. They don't know who they're going to have a connection with. And so by kind of forcing it at the beginning, kind of setting it up where they have to spend some time together and have to get to know each other, I think that that helped gain momentum and helped it push things in the right direction. You know, again, I think, you know, the the times that it worked out by far outweighed the times that it didn't. But so I thought that it was a, a really good tool and a way to kind of start to break down those uh, divisions a little bit, kind of get them to be connected a little bit more on a personal level, not just on a softball level. I think the travel teams, Tori, often, uh, they're usually pretty good about welcoming the new players, especially on rosters, rosters that aren't that big. Um, you know, that new player is really filling a void that's needed. They're maybe more comfortable welcoming that that particular player. Right. So that's kind of nice too. Yeah, well, in the travel ball setting, it's a little bit different. Obviously, in the college setting, you know, you're bringing in new players that are very clearly competition. And Family a, and, a and competition, yeah. And, and typically, there's going to be an age difference. You know, the, the typical seniors, 21, 22 years old, the typical freshmen's 18. I don't think there's a single college senior that looks back at who they were when they were a freshman and goes, wow, I was cool back then, or wow, I was, you know, <laughs> I, I really knew what was going on, or wow, I had it all figured out. We're you a know, lot different now. Yeah, I think yeah. They, they come into a collegiate program, and they don't know much, and they leave thinking that they've you know, really accomplished a lot and learned a lot. In travel ball, when you're adding a new player, I think you're adding somebody that's of comparable age, and in a lot of cases, somebody that the players are already pretty familiar with. Sure. Yeah, there are now there are certainly those programs around the country that have players from all over and they might not know each other but the typical travel ball program when they add a new player it's somebody that they've played against somebody that familiar they've familiar with of, yeah. you know whether it's in school ball or you know on another travel team so i think that's a, a little bit of a different kind of a challenge you still have a little bit of the um she thinks she's going to be the shortstop thing going on or you know she thinks she's going to be the center fielder but i think that uh uh, because the ages are closer together, it cuts down on some of the other stuff that you would have as a potential problem at the college level or even at the high school level, because there's a big difference between the typical high school freshman coming in versus the typical high school senior. Well, and I like that you've got this topic today, Tori, because at least, uh, you know, as we talk about it from a coaching standpoint, we can be prepared to have methods and, and procedures to try and make this smooth along. Right. And so I think there's a bunch of areas where that uh, mentor type situation can really help. You know, we talked about, you know, the how we do things kind of just generic general attitude. You know, one of the things that you hear all the time now, you know, this time of year, all these NFL teams that struggled this year are firing head coaches and hiring new coaches. And one of the things that you're constantly hearing is we have to change the culture. We have to create a culture. We have to have a winning culture. 
And I think if you already have a culture that's established within a program, whether it's a school ball team or a travel ball team, it's nice to have a way and a, and a mechanism in place to let kids know when they come in to have somebody explain to them, well, you know, we do this this way and here's why. We, you know, we follow these guidelines and here's why. So just in a you know, general, how we carry ourselves, how we go about our business, how we wear our uniforms, how we walk into the field, you know, how we act in between innings, how we cheer, you know, how we cheer for somebody when they hit a home run. All those kinds of things, I think, are, are things that are important for players to kind of get a feel for so that they know how to blend in within that team that they've just become a part of. No, I think that's great. And uh, there's always going to be things that we miss, too. And if you're one of those players that are joining a, a new group, don't be shy and ask questions when you have them. If you're right. not sure about, um, you know, terminology or, you know, relay terminology or rundowns or whatever it might be that might have slipped through the cracks, make sure you ask. The most dangerous place for us to figure this out is right in the heat of battle, right? Right. Yeah. And that was the second part where I think this can be really beneficial is that it <clears throat> sort of gives you that built-in helper at practice, you know, an, an, another assistant coach, so to speak. You know, I've always said that really good coaches empower their players to the point where they show up at practice and they don't just have one or two coaches or three or four coaches. They've got 12 kids on the roster and they've got four coaches in the dugout. They really have 16 coaches who show up every day because they're all sure. working together and helping each other. And that uh, assistant coach idea, that helper idea, I think can be really beneficial because it does a lot of things. One is it's one more way for that new player to know all the drills, to know how things are going to happen in practice. So if you're, if you're a team that typically does a hitting circuit, let's say, and that's part of your practice when you get together, if you've got a veteran player who knows the drills and can explain them and teach them, instead of you having to go through and, and review for everybody one more time when some of the players don't need the review, you can count on those veteran players to kind of give that quick intro, to give that uh, demo, so that when they are doing an inside-outside drill or a, you know, a two-ball drill or whatever it might be, that, uh, that they can learn how to do it and how to get some benefit from it right away without you having to always worry about it as a coach. Right, and follow around for the entire workout. Right. right. But you can still check in, yep. make sure it all happened. And, and I think that yeah. in a hopefully perfect world, you've got your players empowered to the point where you trust them to do a lot of that, and then you can kind of supervise instead yeah. of having to be in the trenches. But also then you know, like how you do things in-game, what your bunt coverages are, what your first and third plays are, how your relays work, all that kind of stuff. If let's say we've got a new person who's an outfielder and she's standing out in right field with a veteran who's played right field before, instead of you having to stop everything and get the chalkboard out one more time to draw pictures, you know, they can kind of be having an ongoing conversation. Okay, so now we're, you know, making a throw to third base. You know, from this position, our our goal is to throw that long hop. So you want to throw that hop ball that hops out in front of the third baseman far enough that it takes a good, easy hop for her to handle. And that's our strategy. We're not trying to do the, you know, anything else. And so, you know, I'll do the first couple, watch me, you can kind of see how I'm going to do it. And then, you know, you can jump in and, and see if you can do it too. And then we'll work on helping you figure out, you know, if you need to improve anything. Yep. Uh, and again, that conversation can be really nice, organic, easily delivered and easily accepted from a player because there's no, you know, no threat involved. If you know we have those veteran players doing that kind of thing, then I think it it, it eases that transition, it helps the new player feel accepted easier and faster, but it also makes practice just that much better. Because there's nothing more frustrating, I believe, for a player who does know what's going on 
than to have things stop over and over and over again because one player or two players don't know it, and they've got to go through the explanation for the 13th or 14th or 15th time. So you know, let's just use a, a travel ball team that's an 18 and under. You have one player who's been on the team since that coach started with them when they were 12. Right. So that means every spring season and every <clears throat> fall season, that player has listened to the coach, get out the chalkboard, draw the lines, draw the pictures, sketch it in the dirt, however they do it, to the point where that player probably could do the demonstration, could do the coaching. And I think for that player, it gets a little bit old having to listen to the same thing one more time. But I think for that player, it'd be a little bit of fun to be able to... Get to share it. Yeah, and to to be coaching up their teammate, to help their teammate get it. And so I think that that that's an even more important place, you know, is what we can do at practice and how we can kind of streamline practices to help the, to have the veteran players helping the younger ones. And then the last place is in-game, because there's lots of stuff that teams do in-game that's just kind of traditional, that's ingrained in what they're doing um, in certain plays that they run for sure. But just simple things like, you know, if, if I'm not in the lineup, what am I supposed to do in between innings? If I'm not in the lineup, what's my job supposed to be? If I'm not in the lineup, should I be trying to jump out there and, and catch for the catcher while she gets her gear on? You know, those kinds of things that I think uh, are really valuable that if a veteran player can kind of bring a younger a player of, up to speed, yeah. I think that's going to be really beneficial. No, I think that's exciting for sure. And just as a coach, if we have a, a plan, that's going to make things a lot smoother. I had something uh, just kind of I thought of as well, Tori, is that uh, on our travel teams, parents as well, they're kind of uh, in the dark as to how things flow and what's expected and you know when they can interact or when they can't and those type of things. And if there's a you know, a team mom or a, a assistant coach that can help, you know, get them comfortable as well as to what the routine is, then it can sm- flow a lot smoother as well. Right. Because I think something that you're touching on, you know, let's say it's you have a new player who's coming from a team where, you know, the coach encouraged parents to get involved and, you know, get out on the field and help at practices or help in pregame or whatever. And um, you have a new player coming from that environment to an environment where it's different. You know, sure. not not right or wrong or better or worse, just, different, just yeah. different. So you know, maybe on this new team, you know, the coaches, you know, on game day don't want any feedback from anybody. They don't want the players interacting with their parents. They don't want the parents coaching their own kids up, passing you know. snacks and drinks right. and refreshments and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think you know, again, the the idea of that uh, veteran leadership being able to help you know everybody get on board and get on the same page could definitely make for a much happier and uh, more peaceful transition. situation yeah. and transition. Because the sooner your new players become players and the sooner the rookies become team members and the faster you can get to that point, the happier everybody's going to be. And then the last thing, and this is something that I think about all the time, you know, another one of uh, Tori's mistakes from younger days of coaching, we used to have, uh, a situation where the younger players had different responsibilities and different duties. Sure. And um, in hindsight, I, and I can understand, you know, how it uh, sort of makes sense that, uh, you know, because we had our kids had to do work on the field every day. When we got done Just with practice. Like write a passage. Yeah, yeah, when when, when yep, we got done yep. with practice, you know, everybody had a job. Somebody grabbed a rake, somebody grabbed a broom, somebody took out the trash, somebody turned on the lights, somebody folded up the flag. You know, everybody had a job. The least desirable was typically whose? The rookies. The freshmen. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, the, the rookies would do the laundry, the rookies would do the trash, the rookies would do the nastiest, dirtiest jobs. Grooming. And, and, um, and there was certainly some value in the rite of passage aspect of it, 
But I also think that it created a lot more tension and a lot more frustration for players. A little separation. Um, yeah, and it created that divide. And so, so we already had a college situation, which was you know 100% competitive. Those new kids were, were fighting like crazy to get in the lineup. But if that meant they bumped a senior out of the lineup, they didn't care. Right. And you had a senior who was trying to hold on to her job as, as hard as possible. You know, I think it created some situations where... Um, because I had the rules set up the way I did and the, and the duties assigned the way I did that a senior who was trying to hold on to her position could have been a little bit rougher or meaner or nastier to that freshman slash rookie player. And so you know, I think that the last part I would say is when, in setting this up is using it as a tool to break down those barriers instead of a way to make sure that you're making those barriers more clear cut because you know, if our goal is to integrate those new players into our team, eventually they can't be rookies, they can't be freshmen, they can't be newbies, they can't be anything other than just teammates. Well, on the flip side too, you know, when when you're that uh, young superstar jumping in there, you got to make sure that they're open and willing to doing their share. Right. They can't just be the, oh, I'm here now, so everybody take care of everything so that I don't have to. Right. Right. And, and I think, yeah. but a, a better way now might be to partner people up or, or team people up so that instead of it being the freshmen are always taking the trash to the dumpster, this group of four players, here's their four jobs. And sure. then this, you know, and then and rotate them of, around a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. so that at least it wasn't the same freshman always cleaning the nastiest part of the dugout or, yeah. or having to haul the trash or having to do the laundry. Um, I think that uh, in hindsight uh, that I would have done things a little bit differently to make sure that we're breaking those barriers down a little bit earlier. So the coaches, we got to get those new kids up to speed. We got to get them acclimated. We have to get to the point very quickly where they're not uh, rookies or or freshmen, but they're just part of the team. And so hopefully some of these ideas will help. So Don, that's going to wrap up episode number 72. Please make sure that you contact us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com if you have any ideas, suggestions, or questions that you would like us to answer either here on Coach Prep or on Everything Fast Pitch. Make sure you check out our sponsors, Nexair and Clean It Up FP, and please check out our patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch and also our fastpitchprep.com to get your square cuts training disc. So, Don, anything else? No, looking forward to getting feedback on uh, the square cut discs. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're super excited about these folks. Get them. You're going to love them. So that's going to wrap up number 72. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.